0: Ready? <laughs> yeah. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Playing Dirty podcast. I'm Katie. And I'm Megan. Thanks for tuning in. This is episode eight. We have a lot to cover today. Appreciate um, the delay in our episodes. Megan and I have both been living Camping. our summer lives. <laughs> Camping. Um We've been in nature, so uh, sorry for the delay, but we are back. Today, we are going to be covering side hustles of professional athletes between the NBA, the NFL, um, well-known female athletes, even UFC athletes. So uh, we're really excited to get into that among a ton of MLB coming up this week, the Home Run Derby, um, the All-Star Game, we're going to talk about some predictions and the big players that you're going to be seeing this week. So let's get started before I fumble my words even more here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So this morning, my family and I actually watched Formula One Silverstone. Then we okay. turned on Wimbledon. And then we turned on the AVP Pro Beach Volleyball Tournament in Hermosa Beach so we've had kind of a morning of sports and it was a good morning of sports um it started off this morning in Silverstone um and qualifying yesterday uh McLaren brought some new upgrades to their car they were mm-hmm. the lowest of the low just like a big trash can flying around the track <laughs> and they pulled out a qualifying spot in two and three, with obviously Max Verstappen first because Max is Max. But mm-hmm. then today, Lando got second, and Lewis Hamilton came in third. So um, two British men on the podium.
0: Nice. Um,
1: but it was really cool to see uh, McLaren back on top. Uh, and then Wimbledon, it's it's round of sixteen still, so um,
0: nothing too exciting. Um yeah. <laughs> I saw that I saw that um some of the PGA guys were at Wimbledon all dressed were up they taking really? pictures together. Yeah, I think it was JT um I'm for maybe Kepka. Well, those are live guys actually. But there were like professional golfers there checking it out.
1: That's really cool. Did you know mm-hmm. there's like a all white dress code to Wimbledon? What? Yeah, I didn't know I, that. And they're they're loosening restrictions because some women complained. Um, mm, yeah, about having to wear all white, but um, most people are still sticking to it pretty well. So I thought that was
0: interesting. Just like a weird, it's, it's like a very posh, yeah, tournament. So if you are a man, you have to wear a white suit if you want to wear a suit.
1: No, the players. <laughs> Oh, the players! Oh, got it. Oh, that kind of makes sense. I don't know sense. what
0: I don't know what you wear as a spectator. I think something nice. It's kind of like the well, yeah. the Kentucky Derby to me, or like a golf yeah. event. You know, yeah. what I mean. Um, and you said you also watch some beach volleyball.
1: Yeah. Um. Honestly, most years my family finds themselves in either Hermosa beach for the Hermosa beach open or Manhattan beach for mm-hmm. the Manhattan beach open. So I've actually been to these tournaments quite a few times, but um, the finals happened today. Um, it is Sunday for everyone who's listening. Um, so men's and women's and yeah, it was a great game.
0: Nice. That's awesome. Love to see that. I, um, I know we've talked about like the big 10 happening and all of these like different conference shifts but really curious to see where beach volleyball is gonna fall because mm. the big 10 doesn't have beach volleyball and a lot of like different. Oh. you know what I mean so we'll see I don't maybe they join a different conference or they just compete in a conference with the couple of them that there are I don't know I think beach volleyball will continue to grow, and grow. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I mean, obviously schools are are picking up the trend, but even from a high school perspective, high school beach didn't really exist until my sophomore year, so twenty fifteen, maybe. Oh wow! Um, yeah my my high school didn't even well, have beach. Some California schools did, but in Arizona, it really didn't start to pick up until then. And then Mm -hmm. U of A's team was pretty soon after that
0: when they made one. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is like a very recent sport. Same with lacrosse on the West Coast. My high school got a lacrosse. Like, I was on the first lacrosse team at my high school. You played lacrosse? Oh, I love lacrosse. I love lacrosse. Wait, what? You didn't know that? No. <laughs> yeah, I played lacrosse in high school, and uh, I wish, like, if I had dedicated to it earlier, I I probably would have played in college. Like, I would have chosen over volleyball. I love lacrosse. It was That's so crazy. Fun. I know. Um, There was actually a point where I was playing in high school when we all just, like, our bodies just let us do whatever we wanted when we were younger. Yeah. I was playing basketball volleyball and lacrosse but lacrosse would conflict with club volleyball season Mm -hmm. and so i told the lacrosse coach like hey i love this team like i really want to be a part of it um i was like named captain of the team like it was super cool like i was super excited and then i said but i'm gonna have to miss like half of practice on whatever it was like tuesdays and thursdays because i have club volleyball and like what I was, I was not going to give up volleyball at that time. And she said, okay, well, then you can't be captain and you're not going to start games. And maybe I was being a brat, but, like, I said, okay, bye. I'm not doing this. Like, I was, like, probably in the top five players on that team, not to be, like, dramatic, but we were the first <laughs> team ever. And she's going to bench <laughs> me, the captain, just because I have volleyball. Like, uh, whatever. That's a little selfish aside, but... I love. Lacrosse. I tried to do that um,
1: freshman year of high school, and that's how I injured myself. I play. I was running track and field, which conflicted with club volleyball. So you'd like, and I couldn't drive. So I would go to school, go to track practice, and it like mm-hmm. before practice ended, my mom would come and she'd pick me up, and she'd have dinner in the car while driving me. Practice volleyball practice was like an hour away. Um, at oh. the community college so we'd drive like an hour and then someone else's parents would like pick up the team and drive us back to the other side of town and we'd get home at like 11 p.m brutal
0: and, yeah. and that would like as an adult you could never do that I don't know the things that we did in high school were miraculous like <laughs> truly like, um okay so this week there is a ton of things happening in the MLB. First of all, right now, this is Sunday the 9th. Um, the MLB draft is happening today through Tuesday. So that's kind of random. I didn't even see it coming. Uh, I don't know about you, but I was like not really prepared for the MLB what draft happened to happen. When the MLB draft was in the same weeks
1: as like regionals and super regionals for collegiate baseball.
0: I feel like it's really late right now. You think it, did it ever conflict? Maybe it was COVID. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. No. And I want to say it was our junior year of college or senior year of college.
1: It had to have been senior year. The senior year MLB draft. Okay, 2020. It was June 10th to June 11th. Mm -hmm. But we didn't move in to the apartment until October. So from March till October. Okay, let's look at 2019. I'm going to figure this out.
0: Nope, it was 2019, June 3rd to 5th. We're still in school, aren't we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like our last couple weeks. What? So what does happen then? The guys are just playing and then they have the draft in the middle of it? That's insane. I remember standing out in the stadium and no one was there
1: yet but the parents were there Mm. and so the parents would tell like the players because they were warming up so they were literally just like yelling at them like you got drafted
0: oh my god before
1: before the game that night had even started
0: wow wow yeah it was really cool that's cool, but that's also, like, kind of anticlimactic. You find out you get drafted, and you're, like, warming up. On the field, yeah. Yeah, like, on the field. That's insane. Um, well, I mean, all
1: the parents were, like, sobbing, and yeah. they were really happy, and it was really fun.
0: That's so cool. It was less
1: anticlimactic than I made it sound. Okay, okay. Yeah,
0: and you being there, I'm sure it was really cool, too. Special yeah, moment. Yeah. Um, so, the 2023 draft obviously starts tonight, uh, It's rounds one and two, and this year it's in Seattle, which is cool. So rounds three through ten will be held tomorrow, and then 11 through 20 will be on Tuesday. And I guess this draft uh, is really unique, and it's the first of its kind, and it's a draft lottery. So Wait, that's the first time they're doing it this way? It's the first ever MLB draft lottery, I guess. I guess. Reading how they assign these ping pong numbers. I know.
1: Oh, oh I know. <laughs> I was like, what? I know. It's I like, didn't really understand. We're gonna okay, this is <laughs> this is the worst way for me to explain it. But it was like we're gonna assign every team um every possible combination of numbers. Yes. Four numbers, one yep. through whatever. Like eleven or something. So you you have like a list. So like Let's say I was, like, 8, 11, 7, 5.
0: Mm-hmm. Then, like,
1: they pull the ping pong balls out one by one, like, you know, on bingo or whatever. Or how they do the, um, the lottery numbers right. on TV. Right. And then they just look and see what team has that series of numbers. And there's a thousand it- different combinations. Yeah. And then somehow... They decided which team gets which combinations. It made no sense to me. Like, why would not you just take the worst teams, give them the first draft picks? Like
0: Like normal? Yeah. Yeah, I I have no idea. I'm trying to... I read somewhere why they did it, and I can't actually remember right now. Um, Previously, the picks were based on the
1: previous season records. The team with the worst record received the first overall pick so on and so forth. Lottery odds are based on the reverse order of winning percentage with the bottom three clubs, each at 16.5%. The 18 non-postseason clubs are eligible, though revenue-sharing payees are ineligible to receive lottery selections in three consecutive years, while non-payees are ineligible to receive lottery selections in consecutive years. It's, it's kind of
0: bizarre. But, <laughs> that term so it's, weird. It's kind of bizarre, but... Turns out that the Pirates have the first pick after winning this, like, new lottery. Um, All the Arizona boys go to the Pittsburgh
1: Pirates in some weird coincidence. And I think it's so funny, but the Pittsburgh Pirates at this point have just got to pick Chase Davis. Like, <laughs> just really? keep the, Take it on the train
0: going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, what is he, like, the 10th? Predicted to be yeah. the 10th? I don't know if
1: he'll go in the top ten. Yeah. Um. Obviously, because you have to take into account all of the high school players too. That's kind of like a
0: uh. confounding
1: factor where you can kind of be more prepared to jump into baseball as a high schooler than other sports, where like in baseball, size doesn't quite matter as much as others. But, um,
0: that's what she said. hope <laughs> He might go <laughs> in the first round, for sure. That's awesome. Um, speaking of picks, so there's been some predictions for who the top picks are going to be. I'm sure no one would be surprised that the first one would be an LSU player. Um, and second would be Florida. I mean, given just like how the World Series turned, College World Series turned out. But actually, I had a question for you. And I think you would, you know better than me. If you want to get drafted out of high school, you can. But if you want to go to college, you have to stay for two years. Is that what the rule is? Or can you leave? Yes. It?
1: Okay. You can't leave at any time, I believe. Players attending four-year colleges are eligible to be drafted upon completing their junior year or turning 21 years old.
0: Junior year? Wow. Wow. The third and the fourth pick are both out of high school. Mm -hmm. Walker Jenkins, South Brunswick High School, and Max Clark, Franklin Community High School. Interesting. I totally forgot about that part. We had a kid. um, His last name was Jager? His first name was Jager? I don't know. But he was a baller in high school, and he got drafted out of high school, and everyone was like, oh, my God. In fact, he got his, like, whatever, first check. I don't know, signing bonus or whatever it would be. Mm -hmm. And his girlfriend at the time, it was, like, around prom. He chartered a plane with a sign that said, will you go to prom with me? And paid to have it fly over the high school. This was, like, after he got his, like, he, like, signed and whatever. It was crazy. He had a wrapped camo truck. It was, like, this whole ordeal. That feels like the worst financial decision
1: you could possibly make. Probably. With this side bonus. I, probably. I don't know if they're still together.
0: I haven't kept up.
1: When I was in high school, um, we had to take this, like, it, it was basically like an intro computer class. And mm-hmm. part of it was, like, career building. So you had to pick, like, a STEM field. And you had to, like, interview someone in the STEM field and take, like, a bunch of career quizzes. Which told me I should be a fish farmer, by the way. Did not what? go that route. Yeah, they were like, "You no. should farm fish." Solid. Why? Um, I don't know. It was like a personality quiz, uh, but it was like very in depth. Yeah. Um. That's funny. Anyway, there was a guy in my class who, when I was a freshman, was a senior, or when mm-hmm. I was a sophomore, was a senior, something like that, and. Mm-hmm um i won't say his name but um he got drafted to the mlb that year out of high school and Mm -hmm. he got interviewed later on and he was talking about his mom and how his mom was a single mom and that the entire time he was in high school he was living out of his car and no one knew what yeah and he went on to do pretty well i i'm not sure if he plays anymore he might be in the back in the minor leagues but um, holy cow yeah just didn't really disclose it to anyone at school um was kind of like everyone's like favorite guy, pretty stand up guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And yet he was still playing baseball at such a high level and mm-hmm. and sleeping in his car. That is insane and very admirable but like super shitty. Yeah. We have a a family friend, like, I grew up with um, this family, and she played softball at Arizona State. Yeah. She met, I think I might have, like, texted you about this or whatever. She met her boyfriend at Arizona State. He was a pitcher. He got drafted to the Kansas City Royals and just got pulled up and pitched against the Dodgers last week. And, like, No way. Like, yeah. So they... Booked, a, like, a last-minute flight. The only way that they could get there was to Denver. There was, like, not a quick enough layover to Kansas City. Ended up driving from Denver to Kansas City just to watch his oh first my game. Oh, gosh. I know. It's so cool. It's I love to see that. It's awesome. Um, I know. Love the hometown heroes. <laughs> okay, but another, like, big... Annual event happening in the MLB is the Home Run Derby. And that's happening, like I said, today's Sunday. That's happening tomorrow. On Monday $1 million. Dollars?
1: Time. This year, the Home Run Derby's prize pool is $2.5 million, with the winner taking home $1 million of that. Not to mention oh, a trophy cow. designed and handcrafted by Tiffany's. Crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That I mean it's bracket style, is it not? It is. Um, So one seed versus eighth seed, two versus seven, so on and so forth. Can you explain, like, as a viewer what it is? Like, who's pitching? How does it work? Um, I'm actually not entirely clear how it works. I do know (laughs) that the seeds were determined um, through the players' home run total through July 4th. So, like, that was the cutoff. Um, For contestants with the same number of home runs – The tiebreaker was the most home runs hit since June 15th. So the number one seed is Luis Robert Jr. from the White Sox. um, And he'll be matching up against Adley Rutschman because Adley is the eighth seed. As far as pitching goes, I don't know if I've watched enough home run derbies carefully in my life to know. I think they get to pick a pitcher, but I'm not entirely sure. No you're correct so
1: anyone okay. who it says anyone who can throw the ball over the plates allowed to pitch each homer and derby slugger gets to choose who pitches to them so each batter Got is it. pitched to by
0: a different person Got it I wonder if there's like a minimum speed that they have to pitch to like qualify because I think it could <laughs> get really subjective
1: <laughs> like slow pitch baseball
0: yeah, like softballing it just to – that might even be harder. It's I harder mean, not to getting a be...
1: softball pitched by a softball pitcher if you're a baseball hitter because the trajectory of the ball is up, not down with right. the underhand softball pitch. Right. But if you were just throwing overhand really slow – it's probably not that difficult for these people who are professionals. At least, I'm not saying that I would go out there and hit a home run because I, I definitely would definitely not. strike out with yeah no one trying to get me out. But
0: it's okay. yeah, <laughs> I feel like it would actually be more of a disadvantage to have a slow pitch because then like the velocity off the bat is going to be way less. So I'm sure that there is some like certain like sweet spot of speed in order to like get the momentum off the bat, but also not make it too much of a fastball to like strike you don't you're not striking them out, right? <laughs> I don't know. that's really I'll have to pay I'll have to pay more attention tomorrow, honestly. There are bachelorette's also on tomorrow, so let's go one. I know. All right. Our conclusion of all the all star festivities
1: is the Ninety third midsummer all star classic game on July eleventh. So it's the American League versus the National League. Um, I mean, all the players you kind of expect to be there by fan vote, by um, staff vote, team vote have all um, made it. A bunch of people are injured, so some people Mm -hmm. have been like "quote unquote" drafted for the All-Star game, but they're not actually playing. Um, Dansby Swanson, Mike Trout, mm. those kind of folks. Um yeah. And then there's a ton of rookies in this year's mm. All-Star game, which is exciting to see. Um, My favorite right now is Corbin Carroll, just because he's coming out of Arizona um, for mm, National nice. League. But it'll be really fun to see kind of the new guys out there as well.
0: Someone who has been... Kind of injured, so he's not pitching in this all-star game, but he'll still play DH is Shohei Otani. He <laughs> has been having an <laughs> unbelievable season. Um, and was actually like picked for the All-Star game as a pitcher and a DH, but he's had some issues with his middle and index finger, some sort of like strain or swell or something. Um, so he'll just be playing DH. But he's been absolutely killing it. He's the first in the league right now for home runs, and he's third for RBIs, which is so awesome. Um, And he just became the fourth player in the American League to record 30 home runs before the month of July in a season, uh, which ties Babe Ruth, which is awesome. Wait, really? Yeah. Yep. And Ken Griffey Jr. He's crazy. He's incredible. He's incredible. So I'm excited to watch him hit uh, an all-star game. But yeah, like you said, there's a lot of expected and a lot of rookies. So I think it'll be awesome. And by the time this comes out, we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the WNBA, which is in full swing right now. Um, I guess looking forward past um, the WNBA finals, um, we're kind of looking at New plans for the offseason. So, what's happening there?
0: Yeah. So, actually, a really, really cool development, um, as most people know, and if you don't know, you should definitely know, is that WNBA players make a fraction of what NBA players make. And I know that there's all these arguments about views, and you know, there's, you could go down a rabbit hole about it. Um, but it's important to preface this with the like super max salary for the WNBA is only around like 250,000. Whereas there's NBA players making millions. Right. So the discrepancy
1: 250,000
0: I would too. I would too to play a sport that I love, but you know, it causes a lot of issues for these women players because that's a super max salary, meaning majority of the players are not making that right. So they have to find ways to supplement their income which turns into them going overseas in the WNBA off season in order to make money continue to stay in shape. Um, And so two players from the WNBA actually came up with this great idea. Um, And it was to create a domestic off season league and the founders, it's going to be founded. It's kind of in the works still, Um, but it's being launched by Brianna Stewart from the New York Liberty. And Nafisa Collier, who's from the Minnesota Lynx. And this 3v3 league is going to be called Unrivaled. And it basically gives Wmb- WNBA players the ability to make money in the off season without having to go overseas or supplement their income in whatever way that they would need to otherwise. Um, it's basically going to run January through March, which, like you said, we're in the WNBA season right now. So it'd be in the off season. And it's going to feature 30 of the WNBA's top players on six teams, um, three-person teams. It's 3v3. And there's going to be a one-on-one game in Miami, which I think is super cool. Uh, go ahead. Does the whole season take place in Miami? I don't think so. I know that there, the one-on-one game is like supposed to be this like cool showcase in Miami Mm -hmm. but I'd imagine that the games it's like I said it's still kind of like nascent in its development but I'd imagine the games are going to be spread out because they can't I mean I guess they could ask people to come to one place but we'll see um and the founders these two like awesome rock stars basically said that their goal was to raise enough private funding and sponsorships in this unrivaled league to provide the players pay with what they would make uh, you know playing in a foreign league or offset whatever income they might have elsewhere um and it would help because the wmba training camps often interfere with women having to go overseas or you know do some sort of like off-season way to make money whatever they're doing so now that it's domestic there'll be less interference and they'll be able to like have a smoother entrance into every season so it sounds like they're really taking into account like the cadence of the season um what the players really need and what they've probably asked for for a while and so um and I think it's cool to be three on three because that can get I think it's a little bit more fast-paced more ball movement um it's kind of like street ball. And I think that's going to be really cool to watch. It might even give way more like screen time to
1: these top 30 players to like build a following to bring Mm -hmm. fans back to the WNBA season itself. So I think it'll be really cool to, you know, pick your favorite players uh, watching this and tuning into this and then just like draw viewership into WNBA as well. Totally.
0: And I don't know about you, but I feel like I've seen recently a lot more exposure to the WNBA. Maybe it's just our oh, like yeah. Instagram feed that I like want to follow, but um, I think they're actually getting more viewership, which is re- I mean, you have these superstars coming out of college, too. Yeah. So, it's cool. It's really cool to see athletes kind of step up and do things off the court or off the field. And this is something that, Megan, you had a great idea to talk about a couple episodes ago, and that is professional athletes and their side hustles that largely have nothing to do with their sport. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. Um, but yeah, we have kind of come across a lot of these side hustles from some of our favorite athletes, but today kind of want to talk about the whole gamut. Um, Across all sports and seeing how these professional athletes have broadened their horizons into things beyond their sport.
1: All right, you've told me about this one, but let's start with Jimmy Butler, mm-hmm. uh, who has owns a coffee company called Big Face
0: Coffee. Yeah, um, so tell us how that started. So. Everyone remembers the NBA COVID bubble, and they were in Orlando. What a weird time. What a weird time. <laughs> Remember there was all this drama about people bringing their girlfriends in or, like, bringing girls in and yeah. getting sick? Oh, my gosh. And um, then people did get sick, and then they were yes. like... Because he snuck people into the bubble. Yeah, yeah. So, Jimmy... He, I guess he was already somewhat of a coffee connoisseur, I'm not sure, but because they were stuck in here, he kind of took advantage of the fact that this facility, I think they were staying at the ESPN headquarters, I'm not entirely sure. There's something in Disney World, right?
1: Something, yeah, Yeah, something
0: owned by Disney, I mean, all of Orlando, uh... (laughs) but the coffee was really bad and the players were like not messing with the coffee and so jimmy decided he was going to like either produce his own or sell maybe it was hard to come by he started selling cups of coffee for $20 to the players $20 <laughs> and he actually i guess started making some good money within the bubble and turned it into this whole business called big face coffee and at the time, I don't know about now, but at the time he said he wanted to start selling cups for a hundred dollars each. <sighs> I don't know why. I think he wanted Desperate. to get to, I think he wanted to get to like a billion dollars and like sell his business or whatever, but it's still happening. Um Jimmy's in the coffee business, a cool idea that happened from COVID. So <laughs> <laughs> that's super cool. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Um, Another NBA star who actually is retired now, um, Carmelo Anthony, he has his hands in a ton of different things. Uh, And this is actually something I found when I was like, and I'm sure you did too, looking across these athletes, kind of like, we call them side hustles, but realistically, there's a lot of them that do investments, like investment firms Mm -hmm. and like um, private funding and that sort of thing, which is so cool. Um I mean if so, you have that much money, yeah.
1: Totally you have to do something with it. Totally.
0: So Carmel Anthony has an investment firm. It's called Mellow Seven Tech Partners. Uh he also owns a soccer team, Puerto Rico FC. I know. I guess he's a soccer fan. And then, lastly, he owns a record company called Crossover Entertainment. Someone, maybe it's Damian Lillard. Someone has like rap songs. Like someone raps. <laughs> what? It's, okay, wait. I did googled
1: NBA players who rap, and it Shaquille O'Neal, Kevin oh. Durant,
0: Lil Wayne. He's not. He was in the All Star game. That doesn't <laughs> count. Like the celebrity All Star game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay.
1: Alan Iverson, Damian Lillard, Chris uh, Weber, mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant, Metal World what? Peace. What? Kobe Bryant did not
0: rap, did no. he? No. Not that I remember. <laughs> but it must have been Dame. Maybe Carmelo just owns the record company, but Dame definitely raps. That's what I've heard. By the way, Damian Lillard
1: is the best rapper in the NBA Association. Wow.
0: (laughs) Speaking of Shaq, I know I mentioned to you I tried to go to his chicken place. He also (laughs) does like a thousand things. He has like the big chicken restaurant now. It's like a whole chain. One
1: stop short of venture capitalism was... Um, professional athletes owning fast food chain restaurants. hundred percent. It was like, oh, so-and-so owns 30 Papa John's, 25, five guys. Like, why?
0: I know. Like, there was an NFL guy that owned, like, Jamba Juice's or something. I'm like, what? I I mean, great. A great way to make money. Peyton Manning is one of them, and he owns, like, Papa John's all across Denver. <laughs> And he wanted, by the way, he wanted everyone to know when this happened. This was like a while back that he got invested. That he invested in the franchises like three weeks before weed became legal in Colorado. And he just he just had to let people know, like, that did it. Like, I guess all his stores took off because the timing was so great. I'm like, okay. Um, but, yeah, Shaq also owned Shaq, I think, is also in Papa John's business. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I see him on the commercials. <laughs> in and out. You missed
1: Shaq's most important side hustle, Katie. What is it? A DJ.
0: That's right. DJ Shaq Shaquille. Which Wait, is Hill hilarious. He's a real
1: DJ name.
0: Okay. I've seen those videos of him. DJ and Vegas. Diesel. How did
1: you forget DJ, DJ Diesel, Diesel. Katie?
0: love it he's he's getting um, actually there, he? he's really good actually so, mm-hmm heard yeah. very
1: good things about him
0: okay i'm sure he's alive and then Marty.
1: all i can think back to is sharif and it's like imagine <laughs> if your dad was Shaq, and you're like god oh, my dad's a dj now
0: yeah that's yeah so funny. dj diesel that's my dad God. I'm really proud of him. Yeah. (laughs) Brutal man.
1: All right. I'm gonna pivot real fast to Formula One for a minute. Um our if we forget about Max Verstappen, our Silverstone champion of the day, driver of the day, Mm -hmm. Lando Norris. Um, owns a racing car company called Ellen Racing Car, which is not surprising um, given that most of Formula One drivers start in car racing when they're younger. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's it's cool to see people go and do businesses too rather than, you know, you go and buy up all these franchises. Something that is like close to your heart. Um, And then as well, Lando um, is really big on Twitch. So he Started a team called Team Quadrant that is an esports team. Oh, wow. Um, kind of like a content creation platform. They have apparel. Um, there's a few people involved in that, um, and they're really popular. That's um, cool. Lewis Hamilton, um, Sir Lewis. Um, <laughs> so he actually owns Speedy of Denver, um, the Denver Broncos. He's part of the ownership group. What? Wow. Yeah. And then um, I told you this when I went to New York City a few weeks ago, but my mom and I tried to go to a place called Neat Burger.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: it's like a vegan, vegetarian burger place that's gotten like really good reviews globally. Um, But it's actually Lewis Hamilton's, one of his biggest investments is in this food chain. Wow. Um, He's very into animal rights and human rights and all those things. Um, so they opened one up in New York City, which is the first one in the U.S. Um, and to go back to music, the last thing I had for Lewis Hamilton is that he's a big music artist, but not under his own name. Um, so if you've ever heard Christina Aguilera's 2018 song "Pipe," okay, um, it's rumored that he is the featured artist and. For everyone that like knows if this is how it's pronounced or not, I'll apologize in advance. But it's X N D A. Um. So supposedly that's Lewis Hamilton. So what?
0: That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> how did that um, get like, like
1: secret? I think he like mentioned it himself, but I don't mm. know if it's ever been like actually confirmed that that's him on the song. He just confirmed that he does record music and write music uh, and stuff like that. That's awesome.
0: That's so cool.
1: I know. Um, so next on my list was Daniel Ricardo. Um, my favorite. He's currently the third driver for Red Bull. Um, he has had his clothing line forever, wearing one of his t-shirts today in honor. Cute. Um yes. Um, so he's really big into fashion and he drops it like streetwear. So uh certain lines will come out it'll have a theme um mm. and then when it's sold out it's sold out mm-hmm. um mostly like sweats sweatshirts t-shirts bucket okay. hats socks things like that um you can go check it out it's really cute he also has a wine brand
0: Ooh. Um, with an australian
1: brand called saint hugo so he has three wow. wines um, and then staying on the alcohol, um, and this is the last Formula One guy that I'll talk about, but Valtteri Bottas <laughs> okay. owns Oath Gin with his girlfriend, Tiffany Cromwell, who is a really big Australian cyclist. Is he Australian? Um, he, no, he's not. He's, okay. Sounds Finnish. <laughs> okay.
0: take Finland. your word for it. Okay. <laughs>
1: Um, and he also owns a coffee roaster place in Finland too. Not that oh. that is some place that we could get to, but I can order the gin online for my gin and tonics. I was gonna so, say that's your drink. That's Pay your alcohol. for my birthday in October. Send me a bottle of his.
0: I'll yeah. do it. I'll do it
1: because <laughs> I don't drink I was... wine, so dr
0: Three Wines is is out. <laughs> Can you can you remind me, and this is more of an aside, can you remind me what gin is made of? Is it berries, like gin berries? Juniper. Juniper. Okay, got it. I was getting confused with my clear alcohols. Um, okay, let's talk about some female athletes that have kind of dove into some side hustles Many of them, I think, are very popular, are already very well-known. One of those being Serena Williams. Um, She has a jewelry line. She has a fashion line. And she also has an investment company. Um, And it's a venture capital company wherein she promotes funding for underrepresented groups. In fact, 76% of all of her companies that she's provided funding for are from underrepresented groups. And I think... That includes women, that includes people of color. Um, And so I think that's a really cool way to kind of like channel what you'd be doing in an investment firm and being able to have that. I don't wanna say it's power, but you do have the power to like provide money and provide funding to these people who might've not gotten it elsewhere. So I think that's really cool. Um, Maria Sharapova, another legend. She's an investor. This one really sugar? shocked
1: me. Yeah. So Maria Sharapova actually um, started off with a, like a candy brand called Sugar Sugarpova. Yeah. Um, and I think that was kind of earlier in her career. Um, and as she has gotten like bigger and bigger and has gotten more money, she's become really big investors in other things. So the two brands that popped up, um, that she's a really big investor in is one, Supergoop, which everyone, yeah, all females know as like the queen brand of sunscreen. Right. Um, But it's also so expensive. Sponsor us, please. <laughs> Supergoop. Send so us some Supergoop sunscreen. Yeah. I'll try it. Um, and then the other one is Therabody. So the massage guns that... Oh. Yeah. That if... You know me. I will hand you my gun and ask you to do it for me. I'm too yeah. lazy to use.
0: It's hard. Got to get the angles. Absolutely. Um, that's cool. And
1: then Allison Felix. So oh. Allison Felix is a track and field. Oh, legend. that's right. That's right. Um, and so she came out, I believe, with her brother or someone in her family. Um, A sneaker brand called Mm Sage, and it's an entire brand of athletic wear, athletic shoes built around women and women's bodies and trying to cater towards the woman's foot. Nice. Um, And one big thing that her company is doing, which I think is really important, um, is they came up with this thing called the maternity returns policy. And if you are an expectant mother, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you have to return the first pair of shoes, but if you buy your first pair of shoes, um, throughout your pregnancy, as your feet grow, because your feet get bigger in pregnancy, they will send you a pair of bigger shoes
0: while you're pregnant. For free? Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. That's awesome. So, yeah, just
1: a very female-focused brand. Um, Their marketing and their social media is... Um, really about uplifting women and mo- allowing women to be comfortable in their own shoes. So, yeah. um, a really good brand to support and check out. I believe you can buy the shoes through other brands as well. Not just directly. through. Nice.
0: Them. That's awesome. Um, love to see that. I feel, I, you know what? And this is like, this isn't, this might be a generalization, but why is it only women that seem to be bringing up women and these underrepresented groups? Like, I know that there are men who like invest, um, in like good causes and all that. But like, I I love this and I love that women are bringing up other women, but it, this should be more of like a universal thing across all demographics. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just wanted to let the woman do the work. Uh, Right. Of course, as always. (laughs) Um, So this is a cool one that you sent me this morning. And let me tell you, when I first opened this link, I was a little confused until I scrolled down and read it. (laughs) You were like, Megan, I know you want a dog, but (laughs) shut up. No, I was like, golden doodles, cute. And I'm like, okay, maybe she's going to get one. And then I scrolled down. I've I've been wanting a dog for so long, basically since I moved back. So for
1: two years. Yeah. And my problem is is that I'm literally home for like 15 minutes a day. Yeah. Which is not great. But in my head, as I go back to school in the next month, mm-hmm. I have great hope that my schedule will be a little more flexible and just the times I'm gonna have to like come and go. So I'm like really hellbent on getting a dog. Are you really? Yeah, but my parents are not so keen on me getting a
0: dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
1: my dad's a big no and my mom is a you can do it if you want to but you have to make sure that you can handle taking care of a dog and going to school and working yeah that's a lot which i'm like i can do anything you
0: can <laughs> i believe in you but that is a lot but think about think about taking a cute little doodle on a walk every morning i just know, just snuggling up with
1: it at night
0: I know. Is that a. Would you get a doodle?
1: They, because I'm living in their house, do not want a dog that
0: sheds. Mm. That makes sense. I mean, it'd be Which a lot more
1: work. Sent
0: my rescue dreams out the window. Yeah. That's kind of what would hold me back from getting like a German Shepherd. I want, I would well, love a German Shepherd. I also wanted
1: a really big dog. Yeah. But you know how sometimes when you take your dog for a walk, it just sits down? Yeah. Then
0: you can't get it off me. <laughs> it's the too compromise big.
1: compromise was I needed a dog that was small enough that I could pick it up <laughs> myself. That's <laughs> so, so we're true. Like, we're, like, capped at, like, 60 pounds. Okay. So, that's pretty big story. All right. But. So, to come full circle.
0: Yeah. <laughs> go full circle. So, it. I... I click on this link to like a doodle breeding website and i scroll down and the verbiage is basically like this nurse who lives in dallas and her husband a ufc fighter miles johns um (laughs) own this dog breeding company and they breed doodles do you want to do it do you you want me to keep going (laughs) and they breed doodles. They breed breed doodles. (laughs) Uh, It's called doodlesintherough.com, which is funny because he's a UFC fighter, so he's rough, huh? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And basically have created this breeding company under the... um, They basically created this breeding company to be ethical (laughs) and make sure that all the dogs are bred... Um, in an ethical manner and all the dogs are taken care of. And it's not just like a behind cage, sort of like breeding farm um, is how Miles kind of describe it. Um, they do genetic testing and they look for like inherited diseases. And I know the question always is like, why not adopt, why not go to a shelter, right? Um, and that's really valid. Miles in talking about this like breeding company that he owns said a lot of times if you go to the pound and you get a dog that's all good and fine but if you try to breed that dog maybe the puppies will have genetic issues they might become aggressive and not get along with you know fam- like human members um he just basically was saying there's a lot of complications with going to a pound which is true um but he they him and his wife um try to make sure that this is done in a respectable manner and the dogs are taken care of. And actually his, they got the idea from his mother-in-law. So his wife's mom who had experience in breeding dogs previously. And I guess for some reason, Miles was just like super into it. uh, Just like this, like mean UFC guy. Now with these little puppies, <laughs> it's cute. Um, But yeah, that's a good one. Good find. I don't know how you found that.
1: Deep into google
0: yeah yeah the
1: last person that i think we need to bring up <laughs> for five seconds on the greatest side hustles of all time is george foreman with the george foreman grill
0: yeah let's go uh, i think
1: that's all i had to say about it. <laughs> everyone knows what it is i don't even have to explain
0: George Foreman named his sons George Foreman Hold on like he has multiple sons and they're all named George and i think he has a daughter and he named her like Georgina or something I'm wait, not joking. really I'm not George Foreman children five sons and seven daughters what i need to find these names wait how many wives did he have he had one, two, three, four. He had four wives. Okay.
1: I'm glad it was a one woman with 12 I know. children.
0: His five sons are George Jr., George the Third, George the Fourth, George the Fifth, and George the Sixth. That's insane. Tell me that's not insane. How would you distinguish it? George! George! Come here, George! Literally. They all just show up. Oh my god. It says they have nicknames here, but this is Wikipedia, so who really knows? Um, his daughters, seven daughters are Natalia, Leola, Frida, Michi, Georgetta. There you go. Isabella and Courtney. At least they're not, like, all Georgia or Georgetta. Can you read the George's nicknames according to Wikipedia, please? Yes, I can. George Jr. is just George. George <laughs> the Third is Monk. George IV okay. is big wheel okay uh george the 5th is red and george the 6th is this makes a little joey just name him joey mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just name him <laughs> joey that's wild so he started the girl
1: yeah they're still around nice very lucrative yeah <laughs>
0: Especially if you're a college student, you need to cook in your room. Truly, or camping, that's that's helpful, dude. The first night we were camping, we could not get the fire started. It was. I
1: terrible. started the fire on the first night of camping.
0: Wow, how'd you do yes, it? I
1: said a
0: blowtorch. Nice, efficient, very efficient a propane blowtorch <laughs> and some S- brush. Straight to S- the point. <laughs> Nice.
1: (laughs) And then I stood there with a beard in my hand and a very big stick, and
0: I just poked it for a while. That's very American. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So we're wrapping up here. This has been kind of a ludicrous episode. We jumped around. Thank you, everyone, for staying with us. Dear... Oh, my God, I can't speak. (laughs) Katie's got the Sunday scaries. I do have the (laughs) scaries, and it's making me fumble my words. I'm so sorry, everyone. I have the July scaries. Before school starts? Yeah. Yeah, just Just come on quick. Perpetual stress. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, it's it's okay. If it's just there all the time, you just forget it's there. Exactly. It's like this baseline (laughs) level of stress that you just
0: (laughs) move through. Yeah.
1: Every uh, time I step outside, it melts out of me. Ugh, Just, too hot. Just sweat it out. Sweat it
0: out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like we talked about, this upcoming week, there's a ton of, like, MLB events, so today's Sunday, the draft is happening for the next two days, Home Run Derby's tomorrow, and then the All-Star Game is on Tuesday. Um, If you're interested
1: in watching any of the new NBA draftees that we talked about play, um, a bunch of them are in the Summer League right now. Mm -hmm. So NBA games, fake ones, are happening right now. Um, Wemby is out there playing with all of his lanky limbs.
0: (laughs) And and his security guard (laughs) punching Britney Spears. Did you... I did I not that. believe that. Did they really? She
1: wanted a photo with him, and I don't think they. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind
0: of a misunderstanding. Yeah, that was, that was TMZ putting an article out. I was like, oh boy. But uh, also, like,
1: don't don't do that to any woman, even if it's Britney Spears or not. No, B's security team. No.
0: And also, if you guys are curious about how the NBA draft went and some perspectives that we had, you guys can check out episode seven. Um, That was the last episode. I think it was. Yeah. It was two weeks ago. I know. I know. Crazy. Feels like a year ago. Okay. Yeah.
1: The WNBA is having their all-star game on
0: July 15th. Mm Mm-hmm. They're also in the middle of their season now, so let's continue with that viewership, hopefully, and support these women. Um the Greater Toledo LGP LPGA <laughs> <laughs> classic golf women's golf tournament is happening July 13th to 16th. Um and the US Open for
1: Women also is going on right now might be over by the time that this episode airs but in spirit go watch it yeah um formula one is taking a week off so there was four was and is four races in july um this upcoming weekend there is none but then
0: they are in hungary Mm -hmm. um july 21st to the 23rd nice uh and then Finally, the Wimbledon Championships. So, like Megan mentioned, it was the round of 16, uh, but we're moving towards the semifinals at the end of this week, and then the finals are going to be next weekend. Um, And I just threw this one in
1: because I'm going back to school, and um, for some reason, I didn't feel like there was summer at all. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, shoot, like August – Also, Katie and I used to start school basically in October, and now I'm starting school in August. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. like Where did summer go? But um, college football is almost back. Everyone was tweeting today or threading today about how it was Sunday and there was no football. Um, But college football is almost back. Mm -hmm. So you can start to tune in on all the predictions for college football and what's going to happen and how the seasons are going to go.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. College football is always a fun time of the year. I'm so excited for you, though. It's going to be awesome. Even though there's July scaries. There, truly, though, this summer has been, like, non-existent. I don't... I know we're still in the middle of it, but, like, it's... It hasn't even been summer, I feel like. It's still 108, baby. It feels like summer, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> we also, as we kind of wrap up here... Um, There's this new social media app called Threads, like Megan mentioned. (laughs) Meta has basically duped Twitter and created a word thread type social media app. Basically, you can connect your Instagram to it. We're on there now. So go ahead and give us a follow. Uh, Megan's great with the cheeky jokes on there. And so I'll give her all the credit in the world. I am not funny (laughs) enough to be on there. Um, But... Please, again, follow us on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Um, that is where we debut all of our behind the scenes and our upcoming content, um, including all of our episodes. So uh, really appreciate the support. Again, sorry for the delay. There might be another delay upcoming. But if you're wondering where we are, Katie's camping and I'm <laughs> losing my mind. Yeah. Or buying a dog. (laughs) Just trying to keep it together on the side. All right, y'all. See ya. See ya next week. Or not.